Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. A Bible teacher whom I admire once commented that if a person only leaves behind an inheritance that a lawyer and financial advisors are the ones to carve up and administrate, he really hasn't left much of an inheritance to his children. Man, that is so true. Although the Bible states, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, Pastor Robert encourages you to leave more than worldly treasures. It's better to leave an inheritance in the name of Jesus, teaching your children and grandchildren the importance of a relationship with the Lord. For it is in heaven that real treasures are stored. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Today we're continuing in chapter 9, and the Word of God reminds us of the vital importance of the death of the Lord Jesus. In verse 15, it says, for this reason, he, Jesus, is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who were called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. For where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people saying, this is the blood of the covenant, which God has commanded you. Then likewise, he sprinkled with blood, both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. You know, the picture given to us in this passage, the imagery given to us here is, is, is that of a father drawing up his last will and testament, you know, somebody writing a, a will. Several years ago, my wife and I, Elizabeth and I, felt compelled to write out a will. It wasn't because we had a whole bunch of material possessions that we needed to worry about, you know, the kids fighting over or something like that. We don't. Even today, there wouldn't be anything for the kids to fight over if we died. Our lives, quite honestly, have been invested in building the kingdom of God and seeing this church established and not so much in gathering a material inheritance for our children. We don't have a retirement fund. We don't have material assets to leave behind. 
You know, Proverbs 13, 22 says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Do you realize the Bible says that? A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. A Bible teacher whom I admire once commented that if a person only leaves behind an inheritance that a lawyer and financial advisors are the ones to carve up and administrate, he really hasn't left much of an inheritance to his children. Man, that is so true. You know, I appreciate my grandmother. Some of you know we, my grandmother went home to be with Jesus just a few months ago, two weeks short of her 100th birthday. And we used to kind of laugh about it because she would, uh, when we talked about her 100th birthday party, her response was always the same. Oh no, honey, don't, don't wish that on me. I don't, she didn't want to live that long. She was so ready to go on to heaven. She actually talked about it. She pleaded with God. She really did not want to see that 100th birthday. And so the Lord answered her prayer two weeks short of that 100th birthday. She, she went on to heaven. But one of the things that I learned from my grandmother that she passed on a godly, a godly inheritance, a godly heritage to her children. And what I mean by that was she spent a lot of time reading the Bible. And they knew that. It was something that was, you know, it wasn't hidden away somewhere. It was, it was clear to her children that it was something that she, she valued Scripture, you know. The other thing she did, though, was she gave everything away before she died. She talked about that, too. She said, I don't want to have anything left. I don't want to have to worry about anybody fighting over material possessions after I'm gone. So she gave it all away in advance. And... Um, she, nothing left when, when she went to be with Jesus in terms of material possessions. But, you know, Elizabeth and I drew up a will because we wanted to be sure when our kids were younger that if something happened to us, that they would be raised by a godly couple who would continue to point them toward the Lord Jesus and, and train them to trust and follow the Lord Jesus. That was the only reason that, that we drew up a will, just so that we, we would be sure about about that. Because to be quite honest, not everybody in our, in our families could be relied upon to do that. We wanted to be sure that our kids were, were going to be trained to, to follow Jesus and to know the, the Lord Jesus. Drawing up a will is a sobering process, though. You know, the whole point is that you're planning for something that's only going to happen after you die. <laughs> and it's necessary to think through those things. You know, it's, it's interesting how um, how intimidating it can be for people to, to do that. And, and, and it's common, you know, that, that people don't want to talk about it. I, I, deal, I deal often with families who are facing death, more often than I want to. Just recently, I, I had to talk with a, a wife and teenage child. The, the doctors called in hospice. Mom refused to speak with the hospice nurse. No, we are not calling in hospice. He is fighting this. We are fighting this. And basically the doctors are saying, the war's over. The war's over. There's, there is no more fighting to be done. And 
this, this family is completely unwilling to accept that. And, and, and I, I always remember what I heard a, another pastor whom I respect, a comment that he made, you know, he said, never, never take away a person's hope. Never remove that last little bit of hope. I always remember that, you know. Uh, and, and sometimes it's difficult because how do, you, how do you face and plan for death if you're not willing to look at it? If you're not willing to accept the fact that it's an inevitable part of the human experience, right? Everybody's going to die. And, I mean, the Lord Jesus could come back and stop all that, but unless he does, everybody here is going to die. But it is intimidating. And that's what this passage really is, is all about. The Bible says here, it says, where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. In other words, a will is really of, of no effect. He says a testament is in force after men are dead. It has no power at all while, while the, the testator lives. While the person's alive, a, a will doesn't really do anything, right? I mean, you keep it in a safe deposit box or in an attorney's office or you file it away somewhere, somewhere but it, it, it really has no power. It doesn't do anything unless somebody dies. The Lord Jesus had to come and die before the inheritance which God had prepared for you could be given to you. Verse 22, he directs us back to Exodus chapter 24 in the Old Testament. And and again, he's teaching us that this was his plan from the beginning. We're not going to go too deeply into this today, but you know, we've talked about it in the past that that sometimes we we view Jesus as God's plan B. Man messed everything up on planet Earth and messed up God's plan. And so God had to come up with plan B, and, and he sent Jesus. But that's, that's not biblical. God had one plan. He's been working that one plan from before the beginning. Salvation would come through faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. Verse 22 states in clear terms, according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. And this is something that modern Jewish teachers have a problem with. You see, they they know if they're honest with themselves in their studies that that what this passage says is true. And and so for more than 2,000 years, it's been impossible for the rabbis to offer sacrifices for sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. In other words, according to their own law, they remain guilty before God. The book of Hebrews contains a unique passage that is many times referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives us a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result or with having each step laid out for them. It wasn't easy, and these icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. God used them, though, to accomplish great things in their time and to set in motion pockets of kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. Did you know that you too can be counted in God's Hall of Faith? Today, you can choose to place Jesus first in your life. Even if you don't know where the road is leading, faith isn't easy. But Jesus is the greatest guide. 
We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today, and we'd like to tell you how you can listen to more of Pastor Robert's messages. Here's Tracy to share how you can subscribe to our podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you for listening to today's edition of Main Thing Radio.